And welcome to a Papa's Basement. Oh, God, it's supposed to be another Papa's Basement. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> Welcome to another Papa's Basement. I'm not editing out any of that. I don't care. It's just uh, like a, n- another 28 days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, by the way, I'm John Papa Giorgio. She's Molly Heckerling. We are the cast of the show. It's comedy. There you go. Uh, yeah, I remember when my brother told me that Cillian Murphy in that film was like his ideal physique, I Ew. feel. And I was like, yeah, isn't he like fucking confused for dead and look like pasty as shit? Like, if he told me that was like Sid Vicious 48 hours after he gave up the ghost, I would have been like, yes, that is that body. Well, I just thought it was funny that now you see these articles sort of lauding him for um, basically becoming manorexic for the role where they just like, they totally fetishize it where it's like, Cillian Murphy was only eating one almond a day and chewing it 30 times on each side of his mouth. And it's like, well, that's awful. What they don't tell you is he could consume as much of his own semen as he wanted, <laughs> because that's the closest to urine and feces, too. Well, there you go. I guess that's a, a good source of protein. But, you know, you're just going to be hungry again 20 minutes mm-hmm. later. Oh, yeah, um, no, like, uh, like, like, I hear Oppenheimer often consumed his own semen. Yeah, he would throw it in the air like a piece of popcorn and then catch it in his mouth. He was like, thinking, Yeah, all the semen is making me think about split the atom. Um, splitting the atom, sorry. Um, anymore, yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone knocks at the door while his load is mid arc in the air. Half of it lands in his mouth and half on his cheek, and it's like splitting load. Wait a minute! <laughs> there always has to be that epiphany moment in in an autobiography, in a, in a good biography. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We want, we, the the film away. we want the aha. We want the aha moment. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, but uh, I, it's funny you talk about that because I, I we always knew about everyone jerking their dicks about De Niro getting fat as fuck for Raging Bull. But also then, getting, like, lean as fuck for Raging Bull. Like, he, yeah. he swung both ways. And I feel like, um, you know, it bothers me less about De Niro. You know why? Because it's like, maybe not the gaining a fun ton of weight by eating ice cream. That's probably the best part of the gig. But, like, you know, all the working out he had to do... And I get the Marvel dudes having to work out. Like, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, I get it. And if you talk about commitment to a bit, but also, like, you don't want men to suffer from all the same shit that women do. It's bad enough that we... But, like, the just, like, oh, look at how emaciated Joaquin Phoenix got for this role. And it's just like, that's not, you know. No one knows what Oppenheimer looks like. You could have cast John Goodman and been, like, fat Oppenheimer. Yeah, no one yeah. Like, you know I, what I, I mean? Would've... You could put fucking Keegan Michael Key in there and just be like, he just got back from the Bahamas. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. that story checks out. Like, um, yeah. Camille Nanjiani. Just been like, I had no idea how I yeah. was in Dan. Is, is it your internet that sucks dick or mine? Are you near the router? I, I am. Think- I'm apparently like in the same room with the router. I am too. I'm over at the uh, the girl's place. She took her family to Italy for like ten fucking days, and I'm stuck fishing out her cat's turds. And 
Yeah, so I, I know her internet blows ass, but I do think <laughs> I also am next to the router, so. It's a shame that uh, her internet sucks because we don't want to rob people of the opportunity to hear about you cleaning up cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying. This, this saga, no one can mess. <laughs> the thing that annoys me about her router is it's not that it sucks, it's that it's deceptive. Like, mm. on your phone, it'll show that it's at, like, two of the three, you know, router strength bands, Wi-Fi bands, and it's dog shit. Like, you're not going to get a single lick of fucking data. Like, you're better off, and, and the, the regular data sucks, too, but you're better mm. off using that than using the goddamn router, like, in her bedroom. But it'll be like, it can't be me. Look at my two out of three little Wi-Fi <laughs> waves. And I'm like, you know, had you just been, like, fucking honest that you're not giving me a signal, I wouldn't have cared. But this is all of huge red flags, John. Huge red flags. <laughs> that I'm in an abusive relationship with the router? <laughs> she's sliding she's you. Um, it is, yes. Yeah, you I, might and, have to... Um, you know what? What? No, just another thing that I've noticed lately with data. This is just, I don't know, this has fucking been at the forefront of my mind. Because you and I were even... I. Oh, God, I've been doing a drama class, and we'll get to that in a bit. But, like, I was driving up through Rock Creek Parkway, which is, like, this woods maybe, like, two miles legit from the White House or some shit like that, two to three miles. And it doesn't have the greatest data. And I'm like, okay, fine, it's a fucking park, sure. But, like, it's still showing at certain times that you're getting, like, four out of five LTE bars. Instead of, you know, your 5G bars. But you're still, like, if it's, like, three, four, even five LTE things, it's, like, it's nothing. It might It's, like, one slash SOS level service, honestly. <laughs> like, the instant you leave 5G, it fakes you out with these, like, five bars that mean dog shit. Right. And I, I don't care for that. Because it's, like, I remember when it was just LTE and even two LTEs <laughs> meant I could do something. This isn't real. And I just, <laughs> God damn. In my day, you could do <laughs> so much with just two LTEs. Jesus, that don't mean nothing. I fucking watched Tango and Cash on a goddamn <laughs> iPhone 4 in Richmond, Virginia, like an 09 over an LTE connection because all my friends were still asleep mm-hmm. after a night on the town. And they just they just don't make signals the way they used to. This is yeah. why the Chinese are beating us. Yeah, and I couldn't even send a fucking text with like three LTE bars yesterday. And I was calling you on the way back, and our call was like dropping left and right. And it was like a bunch of hello, hello, and yeah, it was like two, three LTE bars. Why don't they just explain like you're actually on a scale of ten bars now? And once you've dropped into LTE territory, it's all dog shit. And five LTE doesn't even fucking matter. It was so wild. I was thinking about like cell phones and all this shit because it's like, um, you know, the idea of being in a place where you have spotty connection and how vulnerable that makes you feel like if you get lost or if something happens. And then I was like, God damn. Like, I remember when I was I'm dating myself. It's like when I was in my 20s. Then again, I was dating a 60 year old, but he would like go on his computer and print out the fucking directions up from MapQuest. You know what I mean? Oh. And then, I like, how many, say like, he'll pull out a gun and ask He would just look at the stars and know which way Pennsylvania was. <laughs> Hold on, here's my miniature Stonehenge. <laughs>
my fellow kelp. But yeah, just like, you know, shit. Yeah, we used to just have to do without this shit. And if you got lost, it was like, well, fuck. Like, you know, try to find a rest stop or something if there's anything. I don't fucking know. But like, oh, it's so a- funny now about like any minor inconvenience with our like you know direct yeah. link to a fucking satellite you know and, and louis ck in between delivering bukakis uh he's, had a great bit on that oh, where he's like we it's fucking going to space <laughs> yeah yeah we fucking curse our phones these like literal pieces of square magic in our hands because the magic <laughs> isn't fast enough but yeah. i i remember uh with MapQuest, it had a bit like, I shit you not, because there was probably, like, a two-year window where I had taken over doing locksmithing full-time, and I was, like, driving to residences, and I hadn't coughed up for a fucking, G- like, an actual GPS yet before they were mm-hmm. built into your phones. And I would do exactly what you said. I'd print it off and read it, and every goddamn time, it got the last turn wrong. Like, it would be, like, left <laughs> on Mulberry T. And I'd be like, are you sure, MapQuest? <laughs> yes, John. I'd be like, son of a bitch, you got me 18 times already. And I would make that turn, and a lot of times, like, late at night, and I'll be damned. It just never got that last turn right. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with that program. Always, like, trying to lead you into the anus of wherever you were going, like, not just the front way. Like, you know, it got you most of the way there, and then just, like, one wrong turn, and you're, like, (laughs) in the opposite end of the complex or something, or some road that doesn't even connect to the road the the thing's on. I'm doing a tenth of a mile down Taint Alley. You're not trying to put me up the anus again. No, John. God, yeah. The instant I fucking threw away MapQuest and actually had uh, a Garmin for a while. I fucking, oh, that Garmin. God damn. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, you look at that thing and you're like, what? It doesn't auto-update? It doesn't have traffic? When when they finally, like, whenever we would rent vehicles because we were in a band, so we would rent vans. We had the GPS thing, um, and guess Steve got it as a gift, and, like, um, they would talk about, like, her, her, like, she was a person, like, that robot chicken <laughs> sketch where the guy falls in love with the fucking map, but the GPS thing, but, like, she was real passive-aggressive, you know what I mean? Like, if you missed the turn, it would just be like, what's the even talking like she just like wouldn't try to redirect you it was sort of like well if you're just not gonna listen oh my god i'm not gonna bother updating <laughs> and now you gotta pull over and wait for me to start talking to you again wipe the cum off your face <laughs> yeah. and open your eyes yeah. um but yeah i remember <laughs> i remember my first experience with that technology a uh, buddy of mine rich Harmon, who He's like the most homebody dude on earth. I love Rich, but like he likes being at home. He likes to play video games. He likes his food delivered. God bless him. Mm-hmm. And he was the first guy I know that bought one. And it was like not Garmin, but another one like Pogo or Bongo or some mm-hmm. something with a lot of O's and possibly drum related in the name. <laughs> and I was just like, well, this is great. But like one, you don't go anywhere. And two, the thing takes like four minutes to spool up at this point. Like it fucking <laughs> really was like the version 1.0. Right. He just wanted to know that he had the option to go somewhere if he ever wanted to. 
Yeah, um, I mean, like twice a just year. Didn't want he would, to. Yeah, twice a year you'd do ATV shit and have to go into bumfuck to the point probably the signal would die anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so what's going on in your world? How are the acting classes going? Oh uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, I started doing a pair of acting classes. I think mid June. I've probably brought it up on a show at this point. I would assume last week with you, maybe. Two weeks mm-hmm. ago, to be like, I too am Hollywood, Molly. <laughs> Have we called it Mollywood yet? We've never done that. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. No I... one's ever thought of that before. <laughs> I'm brilliant. Okay. Just brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've entered kind of like the home stretch. And I would say the, the biggest pain in the ass is I have like a six-minute scene from uh, an old play from the 50s called The Rainmaker, where oh, nice. I pretty much play this the rain. huckster <laughs> character yeah <laughs> yes i i uh it's all yellow discipline thing i'm peeing into the mouth <laughs> of my scene partner i uh yeah i play a character uh, like a, a fucking huckster and uh, a con man and my teacher's like have you seen the music man and i want to just be like i've seen the simpsons monorail episode <laughs> where i think phil hartman is playing the character you're referencing uh but i have to do at this point tuesday and thursday class 6 30 to 10 30 and then monday and wednesday we're expected to do rehearsals so i want to die you don't want to watch you want to die you don't want to watch the music (laughs) no i don't yeah uh, because apparently the musical or the film adaptation of this thing proper the rainmaker sucks it's like katherine hepburn and uh, Burt Lancaster, which I don't know a lot of old stars, but I do know both of those motherfuckers. But apparently it's just cheesy as shit. Um, and I've looked up, uh, I play a character named Bill Starbuck. He's not related to the, <laughs> Starbucks. the coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or the Moby Dick character. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like, I, I just kind of hate it because he's like a con man and I guess he's supposed to be like gussied up. But if you fucking do a Google image search for, like, Bill Starbuck, like, everyone's, like, dressed like like Dale's dad from the Gay Rodeo from oh, King of the that. Hill. Like, yeah. like, like, the way you put a jaunty little bandana on a dog's neck, you know? I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this is supposed to be set in the 30s, and this guy looks like there isn't an ass on his chest, you know? Like... You I, you want to act, but not enough to wear an ascot and a dickie. <laughs> like a yeah. <laughs> pair no of pain. spangly chaps or anything. No fringe. Yeah, I just, it's so funny to me that these uh, these drama types, they just get so into the costume. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I have a pair of hiking boots coming from Amazon tonight, and I have a pair of jeans. And I guess I'm going to get, like, something fucking... Uh, long sleeve and buttoned, which because mm-hmm. I'm such a blue collar piece of shit, I refer to as my funeral slash court clothing. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll have to get something new on that. <laughs> Most front. people don't wear plaid flannel to funerals or court. <laughs> oh yeah, someone needs to spend more time in the Pacific Northwest. Okay? <laughs> oh man. Okay, so basically, you show up to acting class and you're like, yeah, my range is I can play anyone who dresses like an electrician. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, is there a role that calls for my exposed ass crack and a lot of sagging flesh because I've lost my <laughs> <pounds? Like, I'm... laughs> 
<laughs> gotcha covered there. Yeah. Is there a character that spends all of Act Two musing, "Do I need to lose more weight, or is this deflated <laughs> shit on my gut just there for good?" <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I got that. And then the, uh, the gal pal has been, like I said, in Italy for, uh, she'll be in Italy 10 days total with her family. Fucking gracious person that she is. She paid to fly them out and put them up. Aw, that's nice. That's very nice of her. They're, just... they're having like the white person equivalent of like moonstruck, eat, pray, love sort of. Yeah, yeah. Way. Well, I mean, it's like White Lotus season two, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, except no one's going to kill a bunch of gay men and then sell them. Yeah. I was just about to say, is Kelly, is Kelly there right now being like, these eye ties are going to kill me? Um. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like, I, I like, she's amazing. Like, she sank five figures into this. I think barely over oh, five figures, man. but it's still gets to legally say. That's safe. really cool. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and I, you know, I'm like the bad guy because I just want to have sex with her and a $500 hooker. I'm like, she's orders of magnitude cheaper, but somehow some part of this equation sticks in her craw. I don't know which yet. Um, yeah, so that's been, I've been checking in daily on her cat just to make sure that thing hasn't like hanged itself with its tail. Um, <laughs> pulled the old Brooks's here. Or, uh, you know, like picking up its shit cleaning its pee pads and otherwise like providing it company like the initial plan was i was gonna bunk here daily like i was like i'm super boyfriend like <laughs> watch me you know i don't want this little guy to feel alone and i finally crashed over like last night or two nights ago and i went to bed like 12 30 and at six i wake up i'm like what where is, why am i hearing a crying baby and then i came <laughs> to and the cat was on the bed meowing and i was so fucking dead asleep still i was like Okay, I understand you're hungry and meowing now, but where's that goddamn baby? Where's it, wasn't the baby? Until, it wasn't until later in the morning. Yeah, I didn't look up train spotting style and find him either. <laughs> it wasn't until like nine or ten. Was legit. Like there was no goddamn baby. It was just a fucking mewling cat. And, I just uh, have this image of you like half asleep, walking around like in a blanket wrapped around you, cradling the cat, being like, "My baby's hungry. Where? Where's the baby?" <laughs> And then I have to suffocate it. Last episode of Match Style. <laughs> you uh, stick it in the freezer like Dwight Schrute because you just wanted to cut it out. <laughs> and, it's and Kelly comes home. And she just doesn't understand how merciful an act it was on your part. Oh, <clears> God. <throat> and I think that one was Sprinkles and her cat's name Twinkles. We're, we're oh, no. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You are on tenuous ground, my friend. So yeah, I've been doing that, and it's just like, I've been so fucking busy with work, and I, I don't really have any downtime, but I've, with the downtime I have had, I've just regressed to where I was before I started getting regular pussy, and I'm just like beating off to Reddit all the time. <laughs> She's going to come back, and I'll just be like super impotent, so that's fun to look <laughs> Well, it's nice that nature is healing. Everything just yeah, exactly. It was, it was like, a good nine months. Yeah, everything you know just inevitably goes back to its homeostasis, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty much, I want to say last September-ish, I started banging the other Kelly on the reg, and I kind of got into the swing of regular ass, and I got a little other ass on top of that, and I started banging my girl. And you know what, like. I, it's just shitty as hell, and I don't know if there's a cure to it, but, like, oh, being 
being in a completely like really good stable relationship i don't know man fucking it ain't the best for my dick that's all i can say sometimes she, i miss my head getting fucked with does she listen to this podcast at all she couldn't possibly i don't think so i don't think she'd do that to herself i don't know like <laughs> I, yeah i don't i don't say anything that i haven't like fucked up to in person really like oh I'm a fucking, my attachment she, style is dog shit and you need to call me a horrible person she wouldn't do it to herself because she'd get through the first 10 minutes of you talking about cleaning out catch and she'd be like i just don't have the time and she'd miss all the emotionally yeah, yeah. devastating truths that we inevitably yeah. get to yeah now that i've run her off we can we can get to the real truth though but yeah like <laughs> You and I have both talked about this. We're both a little jacked in the head, and there's something magical. Like, I can think back to the uh, the the first, you know, the single mom, Kelly, that I was porking. There was, like, an element always of, like, oh, I'm, like, this cute, normal person, and kind of, uh, you're a bit of a weirdo, but I'm giving you some puss while I'm giving it to you. And I kind of, you know, enjoyed that in terms of the sex only. Let me get that. Let me put that out there. Otherwise, it, it sucked shit like no one wants to feel that but especially when you get the boot and then you're called back you're like oh let me fuck this while i got it you know what i mean like it made yeah. me a good screw i don't know it's uh it's weird when you when you reach an age and you realize that because of your conditioning and dog shit self-esteem the things that you're attracted to are actually red flags yeah, and you prefer people that make you feel like nothing or like you're not worthy of love because it reinforces that idea that you already had in your head and people who are really into you you sort of have trouble taking seriously because it's like well if you like me there can't be much to you um Oh, yeah. Which is awful because it's like back. there's amazing people who would love you and show up for you and not you know um but it's weird. Yeah, it's weird when you're fucked in the head and also just like, uh, even when you realize the shit, the feelings don't go away because you're used to living in a certain mode for so long, you know? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's no, I, 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 up until therapy, was so effed in the head that like when I cheated left and right, it, I was just like, yeah, I'm cheating because like who would ever actually take dating me seriously? Like, Clearly, right. I'm a fucking typhoon of dysfunction. But like, also, so this doesn't even count. Like, if you have messed up self-esteem, like, you could cheat just because you feel as though, like, it, um, it, you know, it's, um, it's, like, flattering to your ego a little bit. Like, you're trying to oh, love yourself more through someone else. And if you can rope in all these people, it's like, oh, well, then I must be desirable, even though you don't actually desire any of them. Not, no, I mean, no, I mean you do, America. like, well, in a surface way, but, like, not in a legit way. No one is going to, like, once you get past that initial fun, like, no one's going to be any different. No one's going to survive the gauntlet of bullshit. And you know what? That's good for them. Like, it's good they dodged you when you're in that state especially. Like, I went out to a party Friday night, and I like what happened uh, well nothing really happened but it was basically a bunch of people 10 years my junior mm. and you forget how people like 29 30 31 party but it's basically like yeah we're here together we're gonna really drink and do some dumb shit right. uh and there was uh someone walked in the door and like we started bantering a bit and it just 
it hit me. I was like, you know what? If you guys both got loaded, like, you could make some shit happen if you wanted. And it's, I think, Molly, what dawned on me was a, I spent like 20 years basically flirting with people online. And the majority of those 20 years, I fucking hated my body. There were interludes where I didn't. But for the most part, I thought I was a fat, unfuckable thing. Mm. And even the years where I was in shape toward the end of my 20s, and I did a lot more fucking, I still thought of myself as an unfuckable piece of shit and behaved as such. Right. And this yeah. is the first time in my life where I'm in shape. I've done a fuck ton of therapy. I've done a fuck ton of like improv training, just where you learn to read body language, be present in the moment, all that shit. And like, I'm fucking like, I would do really well when it just it comes to like meeting people in person. It's like how I used to feel meeting people online where I'd be like, there's no one more charming than me. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. This is all asterisk with a very big five foot nine five foot nine five foot nine but uh <laughs> i uh like i just kind of you know you realize you you wish to some degree you could go out there and just slay left and right but it's like there is no happy just getting away with that behavior like if you presented like an authentic person to get laid with someone they're probably gonna be like hey i would like this to continue you know what i mean didn't we have a fun time yeah we did we're attracted to each other yeah we are well, why is this ending? Oh, because there's a giant hole inside me that I need to try to plug it more pussy. And yeah. uh, you just realize, like, if you go down that road, it's going to be never ending. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm even saying here. But basically, uh, yeah, I, I steered the fuck clear. I, I went out and ate a shawarma and then beat off. That's, that's how that <laughs> Friday night ended. I feel like men don't stop being that level of, like, frantic, insane, needing to prove themselves and slay all the pussy until they reach a certain age and some of the testosterone leaves their body and it's literally that and yeah. and you've raked up the numbers so you kind of know there's no there there you kind of had enough of like dumb shit and like all of a sudden it's like it's like when you have those rare moments of clarity where you see the world completely different like y'all lose some of your leg hair and all of a sudden the whole world shifts and your whole priorities change you like i just fuck someone i could talk to who yeah, would let I me just... like maybe fuck someone else in theory even though i'm too tired to try yeah exactly like you switch from going like oh i wonder what it'd be like to pop on her chin to you know what is she really gonna be there when i get that stage four diagnosis like beating Wait, she won't wait a minute. She won't let you pop on her chin. (laughs) Yeah, you can do both. That's the magical. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, pull that child you're breastfeeding to the side, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought she didn't want you rampantly giving facials to other women. Um, Oh, oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. In terms of my actual situation, no, I can pretty much do whatever. No, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's all in play. My with with her, like you said, with her. Right, yeah. No no jizz barred situation. Um cool. Yeah. And I, mean... I, I just found the router and it uh if you wanna irk a nerdy guy, it still had that like clear adhesive layer. You know what I mean? That you're supposed to oh, pull off. Like it was still on there and I'm like, I hope, I hope, and I know this is the case, I hope that's why the reception on this thing sucked. 
Um, my mom never took the blue adhesive plastic off her front door in New York. So it's basically just however oh, it was installed with the blue plastic spill on the glass. Oh, there is nothing more fun. And I haven't seen that door. You guys have good fucking locks on that. The, uh, Wait, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fucking, there's nothing better if you're a locksmith and showing up and they still haven't taken, there's always that blue plastic on what yeah. are called mortise cylinders. And, oh, it's so fun if someone's left that and you get to pick it off. But, mm. but there's a danger, Molly, because if it's been on too long, it bakes on. Yeah. And then, like, you pull it off and it just looks like oh, shit. And that shit's like... just there forever. If you tried to peel yeah. it off, it'd be like zebra stripes of blue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're just, you're cooked. Uh, good times. Yeah. So, um, when is K-Dog coming back from from her Roman holiday? Sunday afternoon, and I I just feel bad because she actually has a sex drive really only for other people, and mm. so she'll probably be like, "Where's Where's my loving baby?" Because that's exactly how she talks. And oh, yeah. she'll be like I I beat my meat furiously. Like we're I'm sorry, I got nothing. Give me till Tuesday. Let just tell her, tell her tell her you're on your period and you can't. Yeah, like, I've got a headache, and then I'm washing my hair. Yeah. Um, maybe you could hire a stunt cock? Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) As fun as it would be for the orgasmo reference, I, uh, wouldn't like to see someone else plow my chick. Mm. Wants to have his pussy and eat it, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Getting <laughs> clear of cuck down. The GPS isn't taking me there yet. Um, yeah, so that's all. She'll come back Sunday, and then I got all next week of rehearsals. And then by Thursday night, I will be done. I think Thursday night at 8. I am done. And then I get to act like I'm going to bring half of this discipline to the world of stand-up. And mm-hmm. I'm going to crush it. And instead, I'll just be playing Zelda again for 18 <laughs> fucking second. So. Well, maybe that yeah. will inspire something. Maybe. We I haven't really do... had any, like, Zelda comedians yet. We've had all the other, we've had small person comedians, goth comedians, heroin comedians, but no Zelda just straight comedians. straight up video game comedy, yeah. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Some comedian getting hired by Wizards of the Coast to do a tight fifteen on Magic the Gathering. If Jason did stand up, it would be that would gig would be his. Yeah. What's the deal with the one ring? Really, Morrow, <laughs> you didn't see this coming? Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. Oh God, I could I could do some good magic material, and then you would have to kill me. So we're never going to do that. You would have to euthanize me. Uh, yeah. Well, that's all I got. You doing okay. anything? I'm on strike, so I'm leg- I'm I'm legally obligated to not do anything, and it's beautiful. Um, that sounds fun. I know some people were sort of talking about the fact that um, SAG is still giving waivers for low budget indie productions, and. For a minute, Jason was like, oh, that's a good idea, because if you produce something for, like, you know, under $20,000 or something, then you can, like, hire people and still give them waivers and blah, 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 and no one's making anything right now. And 
And I, I felt like Boots Riley made a really good point about it because it's like, they're, they're basically just trying to use that as like a giant loophole to get people to like, you know, sort of keep producing content. And there's no way to really ensure that they're not going to sneakily sell it to some distributor or have some, it just, it just feels like there's too many variables to make it work without undermining the writer's strike. So I just sort of feel like, yeah, you know, would it be the worst thing for all of us to just like chill for a little bit and not, and it sucks because like one studio executive leaked in an interview like, oh yeah, we're just gonna wait it out until people start losing their homes because like they can't afford to live. And it's like, so you're basically admitting that this is a, a gig economy where you put everyone in a financially precarious situation. And then, I mean, it's how strikes always operate though. It's the same thing whenever the fucking I don't know, NFL goes on strike, right. for example. The owners who have billions, the right. owners are like, well, technically I pay the fucking paycheck of every one of you. So I think you have more, I have more money than you. Yeah, and exactly. Guys on the bubble are like, by September 10th, like, okay, I'm dead broke. <laughs> like, let's right. fix this. Well, also, like, you know, writers and actors aren't getting paid anywhere near the level of that. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, strikes are supposed to be disruptive and Bob Iger being like, oh, it's unrealistic of you to expect us to pay as he's like giving himself like $50 million a year and jetting off in his, you know, private plane to a billionaire retreat. You know what I mean? It's just like, who's unrealistic, motherfucker? This is a tiny percentage of what you already pay yourself. Yeah, Um, how much goddamn money does a person really need? Like, if you took care of my fucking healthcare and my housing, like, I'd probably be fucking real happy, like, on a, I don't know, 100 grand, which I know is a lot of money, but I'm just saying compared to these apples. I mean, it is and it isn't, but, like, because living's expensive now, healthcare's expensive, rent's expensive, but, like, but you're talking about, yeah, 100 grand versus, like, people who have billions of dollars, like, you get into these abstract numbers where people don't even, they can't even fathom how much it actually is. Yeah. And no one could ever spend it in a jillion lifetimes. Yes. Um, That's just so, a fucking insanity. It's money hoarding. I just love Ron Perlman being like, after that statement, he filmed himself and he was like, there's a lot of ways to lose your house, motherfucker. And it's like, oh yeah. shit, Hellboy's coming for you now. Um, it was truly beautiful. So, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. In the meantime, I'm just dicking around with music stuff and playing around with joke ideas. Might hit up open mics and just being a general asshole on the internet for a change. Making a spectacle of myself by posting old movie clips. Look, I mean, it's awesome. Be creative, goddammit. Because there's, you need that certain amount of relaxation to recharge that creative battery. And now I want to say since like January, realistically, that I've kind of mm. crossed into the I am busy way more than I'd like territory. <laughs> like, mm. cherish it, man. Cherish it. Like, I, yeah. You uh, you saw me before the strike trying to turn that thing out, like down to the wire and like so mm-hmm. desperate to prove myself because it was my first gig and like just like having seizures by the end of it. And it's like, okay, yes, maybe Molly can stand to pump the brakes a little bit, but I still don't want everyone to go fucking hungry. Like, of course. It's no, like it's nice not. that, you know, I can afford to strike because I'm a Nepo baby, but what the fuck is everyone else supposed to do? Um, like, have their moms make clueless. 
fucking lazy bastards. Why, you know, why couldn't your moms just get baby kids to show their tits? And, <laughs> Literally like, gonna go there. God you God. know, pull yourself up by her boob straps. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, I realize the <clears throat> porn economy is fractured these days, to put it mildly, but if your mother could generate a generational moment that Well, you know, isn't that funny to think that if OnlyFans was a thing when my mom was coming up, that bitch never would have made it. You could have just seen boobs anywhere. Yeah, oh yeah, and exotic <laughs> boobs at that. I think we sleep on the fact that Phoebe Cates was like, I don't know, like fucking Jewish and Chinese and Thai and I don't know what the shit else is in her, but she was like exotic but white back in those days. <laughs> And, like, yeah, nowadays it's, like, fucking, oh, here's this one-eighth Dominican and five-eighths. This is fucking pussy alchemy. But back then... I yeah, mean, there's like, just a, an abundance of boobs everywhere you turn. Every, um, every option you want. But, like, yeah, it was either Dorothy Stratton-level pink nipples or Phoebe Cates, <laughs> I feel, in pop culture back then. I just, like, the yeah, the, the 17-year-old boys didn't have as many options as we do now. It's like the GPS thing. It's like so many things we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, in my day, we had to rent the VHS oh, yeah. the first times and rewind that one scene a bunch. <laughs> There's porn on every platform, too. Yeah. And I'm mostly a Reddit porn guy, but occasionally I'll look it up on Twitter. And I punched up my Twitter innocently in class last night. And for like a split second, Twitter remembered what I had been looking at. It's just like I was shaking with a mouthful of cock. And then it booted back to my usual Wario 64 video game deal speed. And I'm like, that needed to happen more quickly than sure. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't giving a presentation. Oh, that wasn't one of those moments where you were upset that it refreshed. And you were like, what the hell? I was looking. Yeah, wait. wait I wanted to see where this story went. <laughs> Does he come? Does it go in her butt? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is why we need writers. Yes. Uh, yes, appreciate your writers. They, yeah. they know how to arc a good plot line for Jizz. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyhow. Yeah, Molly. Well, if everyone wants to see you do your thing online, and just be funny. It's uh, at Molly, is Molly Schmolly and which are Oh, it's uh, at Molly Schmolly on Twitter, but we also have the YouTube channel that's just Molly Heckerling, and that's got all our Ratso episodes. He's also on Trauma, um, and it's got all our, uh, my dumb comedy videos and other random bullshit music stuff. Jack Way off of confidence all the master of none. <laughs> <laughs> no man you're, you're fucking great you're talented as hell it's honestly i i have such respect for people in their downtime who are like oh god i have to create there's something in me and i'm just like yeah there's something in me it's called come watch me take care of that and that's, <laughs> that's how i spend my free time uh, are built at, on come. <laughs> yeah <laughs> at papa's basement on john papa giorgio i have youtube stuff too that one of these days i'll get to maybe after i'm <laughs> done playing the certain rootin' tootin' quality of the answer <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, once I'm done playing Bill Starbucks, we'll put some more shit on there. Molly, it's been a pleasure. I have to piss out the three seltzers I chugged during the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Papa. Okay, cool. Can't wait to hear how it went. Bye. Bye.